We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, Broncos country, and welcome to another installment of the Orange and Blue View. I am one of the hosts there, Ron White, and then joining me on that side is Thomas Hall. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing this lovely Saturday? Yeah, hanging in there. You know, it's been a it's been a, a long week. I'll just leave it at that. So, uh, how about you? How are things going with you, man? It's oh, well. uh, it's slow out there right now. You know, it's the slow season for Broncos country. Yeah, um, it's been a long week for me as well. And you are right on the money where the the there's been some tidbits of news here and there, but um, I would say overall a little slow, slow week here in, in, in Broncos country. But, you know, with some of the topics that have um, that we have seen, we will definitely be getting to those. And then we want to bring up one of our contributors here. Uh, thank you, Dylan Vaughn Arts. You know, you always appreciate it. He says, sup Broncos country. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Definitely. Share on all platforms and subscribe if you haven't already. Again, thank you, Dylan. And yes, please make sure that if you don't do anything, do those three things. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, definitely. And follow us on Twitter, too. You know, Ron and I are both on Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty active on there. So if you have any questions in the meantime, you just hit me up, Thomas Hall NFL. You can hit up Ron White at Ron White NFL. And, uh, you know, follow the follow Mile High Huddle, right? Like, there's plenty of articles out there right now. In fact, we've got one that we're going to actually we're going to jump into today, uh, which is talking about Pat Sertan, his comments when he was on the Jim Rome show. So that's coming up. And we have our own writer, Keith Cummings, who did an article on it. So make sure you go uh, check it out. Uh, he wrote a pretty lengthy article about it and the clip. If you want to see the clip in there as well. So uh, check that out after we're done, uh, done chatting about it, get a little more details. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Dylan, for being here. We're going to grab a couple other people. Say hello to uh, Mike S saying, what's up, Thomas, Rots, Ron, Scott, Dylan and Broncos country saying hello to everybody. Hello, Mike. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Got uh, Kevin Gray coming in with a, a little bit of uh, history from the Broncos talking about uh, Josh Bush uh, says evening Broncos country. Thomas, Ron, Thomas, do you remember? Josh Bush, Bush, uh, watching pit stops challenge. He's a crew frontier changer for the 99, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I do remember Josh Bush uh, coming in in 2014, like midseason, I believe, end up getting a Super Bowl ring with that 2015 defense. And so he's, uh, that's cool. He's um, he's uh, a pit crew for uh, for the ra- for one of the races. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Kevin. Really, really appreciate that. Great. And then we have David McGrath coming in here with $5 Super Chat. Thank you, Dave. You know we always appreciate you. He says, good evening, Broncos country. Thomas, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Well, yeah, we're without Scott tonight, but thanks anyway here. Uh, hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Buckham. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Again, thank you, David. So, yeah, um, we can maybe just start to get into it, Thomas, about yeah. what – ps2 said so as thomas mentioned he was recently i think it was as of yesterday on the jim rome show and he spoke about his new goal for 2023 so what does he want to accomplish um and he basically says that he wants to improve on his technique 
He says technique is a big part of the game. He wants to be able to master that. In addition, he also went into some of the leadership qualities that he wanted to, to also carry in, whether that's being that leader within the locker room, um, being that verbal leader out on the field. Um, he wants to, you know, as that third-year player, he kind of wants to exhibit those qualities. And, you know, I, I think from, from a leadership perspective, you know, I, I feel as though he's already shown that or at least made strides. You know, we, we know – you know, that the, there's a, you know, outside of Justin Simmons and then Kareem Jackson coming back, but the secondary outside of those two players are, are is fairly young. And then the defense as a whole is young. So I think him coming in in year three with what he's learned um, from other players would definitely help um, help him in that leadership aspect. And he also goes into, which we'll get into here shortly about, you know, his report that he's built with Sean Payton as well. So getting to know Sean Payton and kind of what that relationship has been like too. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, absolutely. And, and before I touch on that, I, I want to just grab a couple others. We got Miguel, who is a great supporter of the show, coming in with Facebook star Singh. He can't attend the rest of the show, which is uh, it's unfortunate, but you can catch it after for sure. But thank you for the fa- Facebook star support. Really appreciate it. Miguel says, evening, fellas, can't stay. Have a graduation party to attend. Uh, just want to show dinner love. Well, thank you for thank you for dropping in. We really appreciate it, Miguel. Just check it out. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. We, and we've got, you know, the legend, Michael uh, Ronquillo's here as well. Good evening, Thomas Hall and Ron White on Orange and Blue View. Go Broncos and Buckham. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for the support. As always, we really, really appreciate it. Just want to say a couple uh, shout, give a couple shout outs to a couple other people that are in the chat already. Ernie Mays, thank you for being here. He says, hello, Thomas and Ron. Go Broncos, past, present, and future, and Broncos country only. <laughs> thank you for that, Ernie. Appreciate it. Amy Ailes is coming in as well, saying good evening, Broncos country. And then um, we also have Lawrence coming in with some Facebook stars as well. So thank you for that, Lawrence. Uh, Really appreciate that. Um, Saying, what's up, guys? I'll be in the background tonight. Been fishing and nuggets. I'm trying to find time. Yeah, we we were just talking about that, Ron and I, a little bit earlier, saying it might be a little bit of a slow slow night in the chat because the nuggets are on in, in, what, 20 minutes. So, uh, you know, we understand. But, you know, you can always check it out later. But hopefully you can stick around for a little while. Um, and, uh, staying here and w- as we, as we get, uh, into this, uh, PS2, uh, comments. And I, I actually liked it, Ron. I thought it was great. You know, uh, the, the th- reason why I liked about it is at year three, this is when players have to become that nucleus of the team, right? You've got your vets who, you know, are typically leaders. You got your young rookies coming in, but this is year three to year six. That is when you're, you know, you need those rookies to really uh, rookie draft. Or, I'm sorry. You need those draft picks to really kind of take that next step. It's hard for PS2 to take that next step. Cause he's, 
I mean, in my opinion, he's the best cornerback in the league right now. And, you know, he even says he's going to work on his technique, you know, the same old stuff, but becoming that leader in the locker room and on the field is very important because I think the people are going to look up to him. I mean, how can you not? He's a great player. Obviously, you know, people are going to look at him and say, yeah, can you teach me? But it's that extra, that little bit extra. And that's kind of why they brought Kareem, Kareem Jackson back too, I believe. You know, you, you saw his skills are diminished, but that leadership quality that he brings is very important. And the Broncos need that. So I'm all for uh, Sertan taking that next step into leadership role and being a little bit more vocal, talking a little bit more, uh, you know, taking those young guys. I mean, you got, you've got some young secondary people that uh, that are in players, you know, that they got in the draft, taking them aside and helping them out. So I think it was a, I think it was a great comment, uh, you know, cause he could have said a lot of other things, right. He could have talked, a, you know, about his, the, what he wants to get for personal awards or going into that, you know, I want to win a Super Bowl or whatever it may be, but he went in the, with the leadership and that was, uh, that's important. It's really important. He's, he's going to be a stud for this team for a long time. Yep, I, I agree. And then we have Napon Noble coming in here saying, What's up, y'all? What's up with you? We're doing okay here. Napon, thank you for joining us here. And then we have the legend, Gary Palmer, coming in. The other legend. $20. <laughs> thank you, Gary. He says, Good evening, Thomas and Ron. Thomas, thank you belatedly for that great pod on McCaffrey. Go Broncos. Oh, well, th- yeah, thank you. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, I, I mean, McCaffrey was one of my favorites when I was you know watching back in the nineties. And uh, yeah, I did a, um, you know, let a mile high legend about McCaffrey. And it's funny, you know, I mean, it, the thing about McCaffrey is the thing that always boggles my mind is when he came into the league, they, they everyone said he was just too frail and he wasn't going to make it. And when you watch him on the field and you see him in a Broncos uniform, there's nobody on this earth to be like, Oh Yeah. He was too frail. So it was it was a fun one. So I appreciate it and the support as always, Gary. So so thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much, Gary, for your support. You know, we appreciate you. And then we have Keith coming in here. Thank you, Keith. This is a very good question. Yes. Who is the best mentor on this roster to help PS2 to grow as a leader? Yeah. Uh, You know, I kind of mentioned it. I thought they brought Kareem Jackson back in part to help. I mean, that's probably, I'm not, I'm sorry. I jumped on, on you there, Ron. What do you think? I mean, that's, that's one of them for sure for me. And I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. So you, you actually read my mind. So I would say, yeah, they, they, I feel so they brought Kareem Jackson back for leadership skills, right? We know Kareem Jackson is that veteran presence that will help PS2, Damari Mathis, JL Skinner coming in. Um, And I feel like he was brought back for that veteran wherewithal. And I would say the other person would be Justin Simmons. Yeah. Um, I I think Justin Simmons, probably because you'll have Justin Simmons here a little bit longer, would probably be the best person um, just to kind of help him grow into that uh, leader that we want him to be. Um, But I would say those would be your your two people in the defensive uh, backfield that would help PS2 for sure. I agree, but I also think there's going to be other leaders that kind of step up, right? Uh, because you know, you don't, you can't. It's not all going to be from the secondary. I think you know, DJ Jones maybe being in his second year here, he may take up on a a little bit bigger bigger of a leadership role. But you also have to remember that uh, Sean Payton brought in some of his old players from the Saints. So you got uh, Traymond Smith, you've got um, Man Chris Manhurts, who've been in the league for a while. He brought him in for a reason, and and it may be that part of there's a leadership role as well. Because I mean, I, I love Manhurts blocking. He's not that you know dynamic dynamic of a tight end, but maybe maybe he has a leadership quality that we don't know about yet because we you know we didn't we, we weren't privy to what happened in the Saints locker room. But you got to remember there there could be a couple others that actually step up. Quan Williams is another one who I think in his second year people respect him. He may step up. But the one that I'm looking forward to the most, really, I think, is Tim Patrick. Mm-hmm. He's to me, he's he's earned everything he's got in this league, right? He's you know he came in, nobody gave him a chance really to to make it, and he made something of himself. He's coming back from a knee injury, so people, you know, if he comes back and plays really well, he may end up taking on that leadership role as well. And then you know, finally, you know, Russell Wilson's got to 
take on a leadership role as well. You know, he, you know, I know he's quirky and he's got, uh, you know, people are, you know, been down on his kind of personality, but he, you know, he goes out and does the work. So I think he, he should step up as well. So there are a few for sure, but I think PS2 is going to be uh, one of those people that you look back on 10 years from now and go, not only a great player, but a great locker room presence, a great leader for the team and, and help them get over that hump. Yeah. And you brought up some other good names there, Thomas. I, I, I was a little hesitant on Russell Wilson. I mean, obviously he's a quarterback. He should be in that leadership role, but we, we didn't see that a lot last year. So that that, that was kind of yeah. why I was a little bit hesitant. But I think with Sean Payton coming in, um, you know, being a good veteran coach himself will help Russ, you know, kind of get to that leadership level. Another name that was on top of my mind is Josie Jewell. Yeah. I, I think Josie Jewell will also be, um a good mentor um for ps2 as well so yeah there, there are plenty there are plenty of possibilities there keeps answering your question good question again yeah and we got uh, mike s coming in hope broncos go all the way to the super bowl so do we and also blake ristel let's go broncos time for us to run it back and get that lombardi yeah th- <laughs> exactly you know we're we have high hopes always um uh, you know going or at least i do going into the season but i'm used to that you know, the mentality of it's always the goal to win the Super Bowl. And it's kind of tough now to to say that, right, uh, you know, with the problems that we've seen with the Broncos organization. But it seems like it's settling down and that you can start to feel that um, change, right? You can kind of start to feel that change back to the old winning ways. I'm not going to go crazy and predict Super Bowl, but I am s- saying that I feel I feel like it's different. So let's – yeah, let's have some optimism, but, you know, a little caution in there. Yeah, thank you, Blake. And I, I think that that's all the team's goal. That's all of our goals, right, for them to get back. But I, I want to amend this a bit to say time for us to run it back and get and get a playoff berth. <laughs> yeah. right? we, we need to start there. Um, and if we can get into the playoffs, I, I think that'll be a good start with the new coaching, the pieces we have in place to have us in contention year after year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They, and they have the, in my opinion, you have the tools to do it. You had the tools to actually win last year, but the coaching was so awful and the injuries are so bad that it never happened. But I think you have the tools. Now there's holes on the roster. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is a super team by any means. Every NFL team has holes on their roster. You can't go into a salary cap era team with every area with elite players. It just doesn't happen. All it takes is some health and getting the people on that team to kind of go in one direction, to put together that philosophy that Sean Payton wants, have it play out on the field. And that's where you're going to get your wins. So, you know, there's going to be a, you know, a couple of years where they try and fill in a couple spots that they find that are, um, you know, lacking, but they still, if they can stay healthy and they can follow that philosophy that he's bringing, like all, everybody buys in, you're going to see more wins than than expected. That that's my my thoughts on that. Phil McLaughlin coming in with Facebook stars. Thank you again, you know, for supporting the show. We appreciate you being here. Um, and he says, "Good evening, Thomas, Ron, and Deacon Scott." I read that read that PFF Pro Football Focus has certain. Sertan and Mathis as starters. Wondering if there's a chance Moss might beat out Mathis, Broncos, uh, Buckham, go Broncos. Sorry for that. I need to get my glasses on. I'm having a hard time reading this. Bill, thank you for that. I'm going to let you jump in there because I have my thoughts on that as well. And in fact, I'm actually going to be writing an article like I just wrote about second round pick. What the what the numbers, the past numbers, analytics tell you about these players and their chance of actually getting some starts. And if you want to read it, I predict that uh, Marvin Mims is going to get at least four starts in 2023. So I'm going to bring that up, but I have my thoughts. So I haven't done the whole work, but uh, jump in there, Ron, and see what do you have to see? What do you think about that? Yeah, Phil, this is a great question again. Thank you. I, I would say that, that there is a chance, but I, I think the chance is slim just because what we saw from Damari Mathis last year was, I mean, he, he exceeded at least my expectations. Yeah. Um, again, he, he did have that learning curve. Those first few games, 
Um, you know, he got penalized quite heavily. Um, but I think you start to see him kind of get into his own. Like he was matching up well with these receivers um, and very good in pass coverage. So I, I don't see the Broncos upsetting the apple cart too much, at least from a cornerback depth perspective. Now, I do see Moss maybe coming in there for certain snaps, certain situations, possibly. And as we've been alluding to earlier, Moss would be a lot of these you will see on special teams. Um, so, so you'll see a lot of them get those special teams that but surplanting or beating out Mathis. I, I just don't see that for next year in the cards. Yeah, my thoughts are very similar to yours. I I think Mathis exceeded expectations. I think they're looking for him to take a, a you know even bigger you know leap. Now, obviously, health determines a lot of how much people play. But there, I do know one number from the draft. Looking back, cornerbacks taken in the third round, they the probability of them becoming just a primary starter in the league for their career, not as a rookie, is pretty low. It's point two. So that's less than a, a quarter of a chance of that happening. Now, will he play as a rookie? He might if injuries happen. But there's the, there's a reason why I'm very cautious about thinking that Moss is going to play a lot, even with injuries, because Sean Payton brought in Traymond Smith. Yes. He's familiar with him, a veteran. He probably will rely on him to step in in those situations where maybe somebody gets injured rather than going with a rookie. Maybe not. Maybe Moss will surprise me and be an incredible player right out of the gate. I'm just I'm tempering my excitement for him a little bit just because cornerbacks tend to be reached for in the draft more than any other position. They tend not to work out in the league as often as we would like to see. So I'm just I I, I hope he develops into something really uh, special, but I just I don't see him beating out Mathis unless unless Mathis has a major sophomore slump or gets injured or something like that. That those are my thoughts on it. And I'll, I'll put the numbers together uh in a you know probably tomorrow and uh write up an article about it and we'll have some other numbers to back up what I'm talking about. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got uh, got a nice question here from Keith saying, uh, pick one of these players that you would like to see play 17 games next year. Javante, Patrick, or Gregory? Only one. That's a good one. I'll let you start because I I know I have my favorite who I want to see, but the importance of the team is actually different. So I'll let, you, I, I'll let you jump in. That's the angle I was going to approach. This <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, well, let me start. I'm actually going to break it down just like that. So my favorite. Javante Williams. Yeah. Um, it, it's no doubt for me, you know, w- when we saw him on the field, it was nothing short of electric. Um, the way he was just carrying these defenders, hard runner, going through the holes. It, it, it was just, it's exciting for him to watch. So getting that juice back on offense would be lovely to see. Now from a, what they need on the field consistently, <laughs> that would be Gregory. Yeah. Um, just because from an edge rusher perspective, it's it's actually very concerning. Yeah. You know, if Baron Browning were to go down and then heaven's sake, if you have both and Randy Gregory go down, who do you have? You have Nick Benito. And some of these uh, Jonathan Cooper, and you can't you can't rely on a good consistent pass rush with 
with those other players. So I would say, yeah, I know you said pick one, but I think just <laughs> on the scenarios here, I would say Javante and Gregory are, are the ones for me. Yeah. I, I'm going to say I, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. Javante is one of my favorites to watch. So to have him come back and play 17 games would be miraculous. It would be a huge comeback story. It would be wonderful to see for him uh, for sure. And for uh, us fans, because you know, God, he is so fun to watch, but yeah, I'm with you too. Gregory has to stay healthy in order for this defense to really do something this year to really, I mean, cause you saw it when he wasn't on the field and injuries started to pile up, their defense started to, you know, not be as good as it was earlier in the first half of the season. Gregory's super important. He's and he's not played 17 games pretty much ever, right? He's our 16 game season. He's usually a lot of it was suspensions, but he has been injured. There's just nobody behind him that I can look at and say, unless Benito has taken that next step, there's nobody behind him that I could really put a lot of faith in and say, yes, that is, you know, if something happens to Gregory, they're they're gonna be fine. I don't see it. So I think he's the most important player to stay healthy who hasn't been healthy. I know, I mean, I, I think Sertan is, is super important. There's a lot of other points, but the person that has to stay healthy that hasn't been able to is Gregory. If he can play 17 games, this defense is going to be a heck of a lot better than people are thinking. And I also, and great point, Thomas, I agree. I would say um, Keith, Tim Patrick also is, is a good option here just because, you know, having that one, two punch at receiver. And I felt like we didn't really have that last year because the inconsistency with Sutton, you know, Jerry Judy shined, but the inconsistency with Sutton. And then we know with Tim Patch, we know what we're getting. We're, we're getting explosion. We're getting sure hands. So having that back into the fold as well. And this new Sean Payton offense would also be good. Yeah. Well. Definitely. Just want to say hey, hey to uh, Jasmine for coming in. What's up, guys? And um, Austin H as well, saying a championships team sometimes has luck, needs luck as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we got Michael Ronquillo coming in, uh, talking about PS2, saying PS2 will mentor rookie Riley Moss down the road and teaching Moss the difference between college football and NFL. I, I think you're spot on, Michael. Mm -hmm. I think that. Uh, you know, he's going to become that leader is going to help him develop. And that's what does help me, uh, you know, kind of uh, soften some of that doubt I have about Moss making that next step because he has some good leaders there to help him. And, and I think you're exactly right. So really, really appreciate that. Yes. Thank you, Michael. Then we have Gary coming in here again. Thank you, Gary Palmer. He says, Sean has the juice to get us to 10 wins. That might get us in the playoffs. And I, 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 I agree, Gary. I agree hundred percent. You know, I, I have, you know, I know it's, we're probably going to give our predictions um, a little later uh, as before we get into the season, but I, I'm predicting right now at least 10 wins, you know, with the coaching, with the new pieces we've added alone, that should bolt, bump us up to 10 wins. And for my money, that would be a, a playoff berth for sure. Um, so I can definitely see that. Yeah, my, my thoughts on her, if they don't get to 10 wins, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed just because they've spent a lot of money uh, to shore up some of the positions. They've traded a lot of draft picks to get their franchise quarterback and their uh, experienced head coach. If they can't turn the corner, if they're still like struggling to get to, you know, well, five can't be 500 now, but, you know, you know, get to eight or nine wins. That's going to be a disappointment to me. And I know it takes a while to turn around a team. But they have to win now. I mean, the really the the Broncos, you know, have Russell Wilson for really a short amount of time. I know his, his contract's longer, but he's getting older. You've got these big investments that need to pay off. So my feeling is, if they can if they can figure out the AFC West, which they haven't been able to do. I mean, they get you know they they've been able to sweep the Chargers a few times and whatnot. But you know, they lost two games to the Raiders. They've been losing every game to the Chiefs. If they can figure out how to go you know, above 500 in their own division in the AFC West. And then you look at the rest of the schedule. It's a very favorable schedule. They should be able to get there if they can stay healthy and they, you know, they can play as a team. I, I think, uh, I think 10 wins is, is definitely doable. And I, I kind of feel like I'd be disappointed if they didn't get to 10 wins. Yeah, I agree. And again, it's all about 
the division, as you mentioned, at, at least going, if we can get to four and two in the division, right? Again, that 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 would set this team up definitely for a, a wild card berth. Yeah. Sure. And we've got Keith Brugman and Phil McLaughlin. I'll get to both of these coming in with the same questions about uh, Mark Schlereth's criticism. So Keith comes in and says, uh, and thank you for the Facebook star support. We definitely appreciate it. He says, is Garrett Bowles getting a pass with all the attention on Cushenberry and now minors with Mark Schlereth's criticism? And then uh, Clayton is also coming in. um, Or sorry, Phil McLaughlin's coming in with a similar comment saying, listen to my man, Mark Sleth, telling me he's not sold on Quinn Miners at right guard. If this turns out to be true, who do we um, have in his, replaced in his position? So, yeah, let's talk about that. Thank you both for the Facebook stars and the support. Like I said, you know, we we have a lot of gratitude that we can send your way somehow. I would love to to say thank you for that. Uh, yeah, so, so Schlereth uh, came out and said that uh, he, it wasn't a bit, it wasn't a major blast on minors. Don't, it wasn't like he's, he's terrible. It was said he needs to learn the nuances of the game. And, you know, that's, that's very true, really. I mean, if you think about where minors came from, he came from a smaller college. He's still young in the NFL. He's, he struggled with some injuries. So he hasn't had a ton of development time. Plus the, the coach they had on the offensive line last year, wasn't a very good coach in my mind. He wasn't developing them. His tactics in practice and, and Luke Patterson and I were out there at training camp, witnessing, hearing the rumblings. He wasn't very good at teaching. So it's, it's a fair criticism is what I'm saying. He definitely does have to learn those nuances. It doesn't mean he's going to be bad, right? It doesn't mean that because I actually love minors. I think he's got the mental makeup He's got the the ability. He's got the athletic ability. He's got what you need to become a pretty good guard in this in this league. And if he can learn those nuances, he could step to that next level. So it was criticism, um, but you know, to it, I don't know if it takes away the pressure on Bulls and Cushenberry because I think there is a lot of pressure on them. What are your thoughts, Ron? Yeah, uh, I I agree mostly with what you said. Um, you, you know, it's. Again, it's not too much of a knock because he's telling the truth in, in the sense that, you know, Miner does need need to learn. Now, he, he's been, you know, above average, but, you know, there, there's always room for improvement when it comes to, to that right guard position. Now, Phil, I would say to, to say who will we put out there, I mean, <laughs> at that position, that that's where it gets – because looking at the depth chart here for right guard, a second would be Kyle Fuller, third would be Will Sherman. And then unless you kick someone else with second or third starters to right guard, but then it's, you know, so I, I think with, to your point, Thomas, with this new coaching um, and Sean Payton's coaching as well, on top of the new offensive line coach, I think we will see Quentin Miners perform a lot better at the right guard position. Because again, we, we don't we don't have anyone else really to put out there. We, we can't rely on... <laughs> On, on on what we have, you know, second and third string on the depth chart. So we, we have to rely on on the coaching and, and minors here. Yeah, and, and it's true. I've been I've been lamenting about the the lack of depth, experience depth along the offensive line uh, ever since they started doing free agency. So there really is anybody out there. But the thing that I like about minors is he he's gives all out effort. Yes. Every time you would see you know, those big Javante runs that we were talking about. Miners seem to be there pushing the pile and, uh, you know, trying to get that extra extra yards for him. So it, the effort isn't is not a problem. You know, he I think he wants to get better. So I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that Miners is taking that next step and might end up being one of the better offensive linemen on the team. So I'm I'm happy. Uh, we got Clayton here on coming in with Facebook star. So thank you very much for the support. Clayton saying, evening guys, been a while, working a ton. Man, I'm smelling 10 to 13 wins. Healthy Russ, great run game, receivers, and coaching. That's a 13 wins would be huge. What do you think, Ron? I mean, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, Clayton, thanks again. And, I mean, again, my, my floor is 10, but, you know, let's not rule out 13. I mean, it's, it's definitely a possibility. You know, if this team, again, with the coaching in place and the players with the new scheme and knock on wood, if everyone stays healthy, 
then or relatively healthy, then I can definitely see 12, 13 wins for sure. And competing for the division. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. 13 wins will win division. 10 will get them to the playoffs. And like, like I said, they've got to figure out the AFC West even to get there. And I think, yeah, I think they're going to do it this year. I think it's time, you know, and you never know what's going to happen to the other teams. They could suffer injuries. I know Kansas city has been very, very, very healthy and that's helped them a ton to be winners, but you never know. Somebody could get hurt. That could change the balance for sure. And I just want to grab Keith coming in kind of ribbing me about uh, eight, eight and one is still 500, which is true. <laughs> I hate counting ties. I wish they didn't have ties, but yeah, thanks for the, uh, thanks for reminding me. I appreciate it. I, uh, you know, what's funny though, is um, I want to just go back to that, that comment about Garrett Bowles and, and Cushenberry. I don't think we hit on that enough. Yeah. I think Cushenberry is going to, I just have this feeling that he's going to surprise people this year. He's kind of my dark. And I, we talked about this, Ron. I think the question came in a few weeks ago, or maybe it was on mile high insiders. I can't remember what, who our dark horse candidates were like the big surprises. And I said, Cushenberry, because I think the coaches are, they think highly of him. They haven't, they didn't really go out and get major competition. That's going to be penciled in as a starter. I just have this feeling he's going to put it together all of a sudden under a better coach, you know, better system that really fits his skills. And he's going to make that, make that leap. I'm, I could be wrong. I mean, obviously I've been wrong plenty of times, but I feel like, I feel like in my heart, like something's going to happen. There's the, they see something that everybody else hasn't. So hopefully that works out. And then Bulls, Bulls has to step up, man. He, he was playing okay last year, but wasn't great till he got injured. You know, he's not getting any younger, uh, they're going to have to find a replacement for him very, very soon. I thought they would try to do it in this draft, draft a later round tackle that they could bring in. They didn't do it. So he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders. And I think he needs to step up even more than he than he did last season by far, you know, for this to really work, for all those uh, dollars that they spent on the offensive line to really work. Bowles needs to be that, that next, needs to take that next step. Otherwise, you're not going to see him on the team for uh, after uh, much longer if he isn't able to do that. Yeah, I would say when it comes to Cushionberry. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All, all the Broncos are wanting, all we're wanting is an average to slightly above average center play. And if we can get that with, you know, the, the new pieces they put on this offensive line, I think this offensive line can definitely, you know, pay some dividends and help this team out. And you can also tell how they prioritize the center position to your point, Thomas. You know, they didn't draft it until the later rounds in the draft, right, with Forsyth. So you can tell that they're very high on Cushionberry. And with Zach Strife at the helm now with the offensive line coaching, we should see a turn. Now, again, I'm not banking or trying to guarantee it, but – I think we're all wanting Cushionberry to take that next step. And to your point on Bowles, I, I, I agree. Um, you know, a little bit before he got injured, he he was playing well, but we need we need a more consistent Bowles, right? Because there'll be plays sometimes where he's good in pass protection. He's okay in run protection. But then, you know, there's these lapses that come up at times too. So a more consistent Bowles, I, I think doing that constant, you know, pressure off the edge, I think would definitely help too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, so Blake Ristow is coming in. I uh, so got a question here uh, that everybody's, everybody's hoping for, right? He says, do you guys think the Broncos will be healthier and stay healthier this year? And what changes would you correlate with that? I do the number one. And I said this when they hired him, the number one addition that could change their, the single addition that could change their, club's entire fortune is hiring Lowry, the, the help, the, you know, the guru, the, that helped keep the saints healthy for many years. 
they hired him to come in and make those changes that they changed the, you know, strength and conditioning and stuff like that too. But that to me is vitally important because we've seen the Broncos being injured the last few years and it's, it has taken any chance they had out of becoming, uh, you know, even a, a solid team, you know, with, even with all the struggles. So that to me gives me hope. And I think that's going to be because, you know, he has, he has a history of keeping people healthy. So that's that, that to me is the big thing. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, Ron. No, I, I agree. I, I think a change in the strength and conditioning program really did help, um, or at least we hope that it will. And then that, that should definitely keep these players healthy. Uh, with the new implementation of those programs, helping the players stay on the field, I, I think you'll see a better and a healthier Broncos team. We shouldn't see people, at least a player or two, going out every game, right? I, yeah. I, I think those days are behind us. But yeah. I think that, that's that's the number one for sure, Thomas. I agree. It was bad. You know, it was really bad last year. And the, you also have to understand, too, that there's a different philosophy. Sean Payton's bringing a different philosophy. They weren't having, you know, they weren't, they canceled minicamp so that they could get conditioned. They can get to working. The players are going to play in preseason. Now I know there's a risk that you know people can get injured during preseason but there's you know there's a uh you know something about getting your body calloused for the regular season and you can't do that unless you're out there hitting and taking those shots and then you also have to consider there's there's people coming back from injuries that still need to test that injury and you know get in their mind that it's okay right because a lot of that is psychological now you know you need to get that first hit on your knee after you've had it reconstructed or someone pulls on your leg or, or whatever it may be. And you realize, okay, I am okay. I'm going to be able to, to take those hits. So you're not tentative. You're, you're playing more of yourself, you know, like yourself. So there's a lot of other things going on, but I, I think Lowry's is going to be the, you know, that, that kind of ice icing on top that puts everything over, over the edge. And they have to, they have to stay healthy this year. If they want to contend, there's too many other question marks. And it, you know, like I said, edge, Edge is a question mark behind behind the starters. If someone gets injured there, that, that's the you know they're going to be relying on depth. Defensive line, very inexperienced, uh, you know, behind the starters. I know Mark Mike Purcell and you know those, they, but they lost two starters and they only replaced one. So they, they're counting on those two fourth round uh, that fourth round draft choice and seventh round, uh, sixth round pick from last year. That's a tough one. And then the offensive line as well. We just talked about it. So they have to stay healthy if they're going to compete because there is some depth concerns. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And we got Phil McLaughlin coming back in with more Facebook stars. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Asking a very good question. Phil, you always have great questions. And thank you for being here. Uh, he says, if Williams, Javante Williams, does not start, rank running back one, two, and three. And on a lighter note, uh, Bucky looks really nice back on place and recharge. Oh yeah. The, the, the buggy, the horse on top yes, finally yes. goes back to his home on top of the scoreboard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you want to take this one and then I can uh, jump in? Yes. So I would say running backs one, two, and three. Uh, my RB one would be P Ryan. Uh, the second would be, Jones Jr. And then I'm blanking on the third. But yeah, I would say, to, Phil, to answer your question on one, two, one, two, it would definitely be P. Ryan first because we saw, uh, again, P. Ryan style and Javante style are very similar. Now, I, I think Javante is a little bit more explosive, um, but you know, Pete Ryan's a heavy bruiser, and I think having that element or that Javante-like style helps this offense, and I believe that's what Sean Payton wants as well. And then with Jones Jr., I think, you know, based on the depth, he, he would be the second one coming in with, again, that one-two punch um, with blocking and catching out the backfield will also help. Um who else is the who else is on that roster, Thomas? As far as you got Jaleel McLaughlin, which is uh, kind of that uh, speed small back. Uh, you got some holdovers. Demaria uh, Demaria Crockett, Crockett holdover. Yeah. Tyler Batty is a holdover. Very inexperienced, yeah. you know, practice squad type 
There's, but they also brought in that big, strong running back that was in the XFL. Um, uh, Jacques Patrick, I believe his name is. You know, he's he's another one that uh, that they brought in. That they're they're kind of they didn't go out and get any big names, yeah. right? I mean, first of all, I still have my. I know that they're saying that Javante Williams is going to be ready for training camp and all that. I, man. That would be I, to me. It's a miracle. So I'm not counting on Javante Williams being the starter right away. I just don't. I'm not counting on it. If he is, that's going to be, uh, you know, a kind of kind of a miracle in my mind to come back so quickly. That's a major injury. So definitely, Samaje is appearance uh, going to be the the lead back for sure. Starting out the season, he's your number one guy. They brought him in to be the number one guy, and he can handle the number one. Uh, position he he's well-rounded good blocker pretty decent out of the backfield to catch yep. passes and he's you know he's that grinder and he can also hit hit a home run once in a while so i like that signing i just think that they didn't do a very good job of bringing in depth now maybe it's because they really believe javante williams will be coming back but if he isn't i think your number two uh running back is that big guy that i talked about Jacques patrick i think they brought him in from the xfl because he kind of has that similar bruising style that they're kind of they're going for that power bruising style type i know that um tony jones jr has a lot of um hit you know has some history with with sean payton and stuff with the saints but i kind of think that they're gonna keep those um yeah i think it's between him and tony jones jr for that number two spot whoever wins that battle gets the number two and the other one may not be on the team maybe on the practice squad and then i think i think it's going to be a scat back Somebody that's uh, that third guy is going to be somebody that's fast, can come in and catch passes out of the backfield, be that kind of change of pace guy. I'm going with I'm going with McLaughlin, right? Undrafted rookie. Uh, you know, he's he seems like he's got that style that can be that really good change of pace. Um, I, I mean, there's some other folks that could obviously fill that role, but I'm not. You know, n- none of them have really stepped up last year in preseason or anything, so I'm not really counting. But I, I just I have this. I, I kind of like that McLaughlin, you know, I, I feel like he's, he's going to have that extra, extra juice that they need that home run hitting that quick, you know, and he'll fill that. I think he'll fill a nice, nice role. And I think those are your, your threes. Whoever wins between Tony Jones and, and Jacques Patrick uh, is your number two. And then, you know, they got that. Then I think it's going to be McLaughlin. That's my, that's my pick. And, but if Williams can come back, man, I'm going to be happy. I, that would that would be great for him, great for the fans and everything else. So, yes, definitely. All right, uh, let's check out and see what else we got going on. Uh, we got uh, our guy Todd's coming in. Todd Ostendorf saying hi, Ron Thomas Dylan in Broncos country. Thank you for jumping in here. Appreciate you being here. Um, we're I'm going to scan through the chat. Obviously, we are we're here. Uh, nobody in the background, so we're we're, we're going to scan through see if there's any other questions. But I think it's a pretty much getting time to kind of wind down the show, you know, let people go check out those, uh, those nuggets and see if they can steal one in, in LA. Yes, definitely. But before we go, I have Austin H coming in here. Wanted to address this. Thank you, Austin. He says, do you think Jerry Judy could ever turn into a leader? This, <laughs> this is a, this is a very good question. I was, I saw it earlier and I was, I was thinking about how I wanted to approach it. I, I would say he he, he can't. He, he does. He, he still has some growing up to do. You, you know, some of the things that we saw when he first entered the league, he, he is immature at times. So he would have to clean that up. Um, also, his presence. I know sometimes I see him after games with when I'm answering questions and doing interviews. Um, you know, he, he isn't the best when it comes to that. So he, he does have some cleaning up to do, some maturing to do to get to that status. Um, you know, the, the play on the field, we, we know what he can do on the field. So, you know, leading just by example in the play on the field, that that's nothing. But some of those intangibles, some of those qualities that you see off the field, I think need to be addressed before he can even think about being an example and being a leader on this team. Well, I'll tell you, yes, he can become a leader. Remember, he's young. He's he's only 24, right? He came into the league pretty young. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know that we look at these players and we think that they're, you know, at times larger than life because they're playing on, you know, on 
in this huge stadium. They're getting paid a lot of money, but they're still young. People can people can grow into leadership roles. When I was 24, I wasn't a you know I I didn't consider myself this great leader, uh, you know. And look at Von Miller, right? He was he was uh, you know expected to be a leader, and he was going down the wrong way. And there was a catalyst that changed him into the leader that he is today. And that was very, very important. And that, that was DeMarcus Ware. So you never know who's going to come in and be that catalyst to kind of make that click in their mind to become a leader. So, yeah, he definitely there's some things about Jerry Judy that, you know, that, you know, John on the sidelines and things like that. But the, people can always become a leader. You know, but he needs he needs that catalyst in order to do it. Has to have that want to, but it's not he. It isn't necessary that he becomes a leader, right? Tim Patrick. There's others in that in that wide receiver room that could be the leaders, and he just has to go out there and perform. So it's not absolutely necessary that he does, but yes, anyone can become a leader. And I think, um, you know, I think he just needs that catalyst, something something to change, and uh, you know, make that make that leap. Now I'm going to grab uh, grab Todd's uh, question here before we wrap up the show. Is a good question. I know I know it's a, it's pretty early, right? And um, we haven't even seen anybody in training camp yet. We don't we we haven't seen anybody in training camp, but um, these people play at all. But his question is, which undrafted free agent has the best shot to make the 53 man roster? Now I'm going to go with my my gut, right? Like the the one that I saw that came in that I was like, that guy's going to make the team, Alec Polcheski. Offensive tackle, he, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, big kind of, you know, his his skill level seems like it would fit the team well, and there really isn't a lot of depth, right? He doesn't have to beat out too many really experienced depth people. I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah Prince is the really the only experienced tackle uh, rotational piece that they have in order to, you know, be a solid backup. And he's, you know, he's been in the league five years, but he's very inexperienced. He was hurt and he was out for 2020 because of uh, COVID. So even though it says he's got five years experience, he, he doesn't have very much at all. He only, he started a few games, handful of games that played in, in, in a few. So I, I'm going with Pilcheski. I, I I don't know why, you know, I don't, I, it's not like my favorite guy that I've scouted and I think he's great. It's just, I think they have that need for that future tackle and he kind of fits the bill to me like he, he kind of fits that bill that he could grow into a uh, future player on this offensive line yeah that's a good one um and that i was thinking that as well i'm looking at it more from what what are some weaknesses and we you know our depth and definitely Prozeski can definitely help with that um a few others um Thomas Encombe, that edge out of Central Michigan, possibly can make that roster. And then we were talking about Julian McLaughlin as well, um, that running back out of Youngston State. Um, so those are some other names um, that I can see making that 53. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Those are good names. Uh, Keith Brugman's coming in saying, thank you for a great show, Thomas and Ron. Always appreciate your orange and blue view. Well, we appreciate you being here, Keith. And yeah, check Keith's, uh, Keith's got a podcast. Check it out. He's, uh, he's doing it too. So, you know, kudos to you, Keith. It's, uh, it's not easy, especially, you know, if you come, if you're doing it by yourself, it's not easy to to do a show. So thank you very much. And then of course, Michael, the legend, Ron Keo's coming in saying, great show tonight, Thomas Hall and Ron White on orange and blue view. Go Broncos and and Buckham. Now, I know we're kind of winding it down, but uh, Todd's got another question that I just can't not answer. I guess <laughs> before we wrap this up, and we, we'll wrap it up after this. Hopefully, he says uh, what starter could find themselves demoted since our draft picks came in. My pick is Josie Jewell could find himself odd manned out. Thoughts? All right, Ron, do you want to take this first? Or you want me to jump on it? I'll let you take this one first. Okay. I'm thinking of a few. I'm just trying to right. think which one might be more likely, but you can go ahead. Yeah. First. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a good point. Josie Jewell is, you know, that Drew Sanders looks like he's he, from what we've seen so far, he looks like he's the future there. I don't think that he's going to push Josie Jewell out of a, um, out of the position. If Jewell gets hurt, that's a different story. If he misses some time, I don't think he's going to push him out of the starting role. I mean, jo Josie Jewell, you got to remember, he's the one that's making the calls. Typically, you know, he's the leader on that defense. He's got the the green dot. It's hard for a rookie to come in and 
take that role. Now they may decide to, to move it to Singleton and, you know, have Drew just come in and, and play. I think Drew's going to have uh, more of a versatile role, you know, play certain packages. He's definitely going to get some time on the field because of his, his athletic ability. I'm going with, um, you really can't say, I guess you can't say he's a starter. Maybe, um, he kind of was expected to be the starter when Tim Patrick went down. That's, you know, if you go into three wide receiver sets, that's KJ Hamler. I, I don't think, I don't see him on the team. I think Mims is, has come in and, and that is, is going to push Hamler off the team. Uh, not really a starter. So I don't, I feel like I'm kind of, uh, you know, maybe not answering the question completely, but he was, you know, last year when Tim Patrick de- went down, KJ Hamlin was supposed to be, you know, one of those three wide receiver set starters. I just think he's going to get pushed off the team. Uh, and, you know, that's, uh, I can't see, I, I just can't see anybody else, right? There's, I, I think they're pretty solid in a lot of areas. Now there is one other name that may, if they get into training camp and, um, the those two young defensive linemen that I was talking about draft picks second year players if one of them steps up and is a really solid has that second year leap then you you might see Purcell gone Mike Purcell might be the one gone yep you you address so I remember I was, told, I was thinking of about three different <laughs> <laughs> positions and players and you you address two of them so definitely Todd the the receiver with KJ Hamler and that's put in there, you know, with Montreal Washington on, on the special as that, that returner, you know, they brought in Mims, you know, for those types of roles, the speed and the punt returns. So I can definitely see those two, again, not even being on the roster next year. Right. And you also mentioned defensive linemen, um, you know, looking at those undrafted free agents that they, uh, that they brought in um, pushing Purcell out. I, I thought about that as well, but, the one, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still hesitant on center, guys. I'm still hesitant on the center position. <laughs> and Cushionberry could get a demotion. Yeah, you know, he could. You know, yeah. I, I, I know the Broncos seem seemingly are high on him, but how things work out in training camp, if Forsyth yeah. shows those steps of improvement, yeah. then you can definitely see. Cushionberry not not being the starting center. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, Forsyth didn't test well, right? But he's a player on the field. You hear, you listen to people in the know, offensive linemen, they talk highly of him. So he could push him. I just, it, it's going to be tough jumping at a center position. That's a more cerebral position, like I was talking about with the making the calls on the defense. It, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to jump in. He may be able to do it, but it's a it's a good one. I, I don't know. Phil McLaughlin's coming in saying, you know, with some more Facebook stars saying it's going to be Sutton. And that's a good one to think about as well. I just, you know, it's hard. It, it really is hard. You know, you could be right because they could trade him, right? They could send him in a trade package, you know, in training camp. Somebody goes down on uh, and they are going to offer him what they want. So that's a good one. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We will definitely see. I just, I think the makeup this of this team is going to be a lot different. And I think some of them draft picks like Hamler, you know, from the past regime may not be on this team much longer because they want their own, you know, want to make the team to be their, you know, their own style. Yep. So we may see some of the, some of the exodus of, of some of those other players. So thank you very much for those comments and thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to call it a night. And you guys uh, go out there, check out the Nuggets. Hopefully they can uh, pull off the upset. I'm, I'm rooting for them to pull off the upset. I'm not a basketball guy anymore. I used to love watching the NBA. I just, I, I don't watch it anymore. But just to make everybody angry that the Lakers aren't going to be in the finals is is good enough for me. So hopefully they go out and, and win it. Any final thoughts, Ron? Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say, you know, as the team is going through, you know, training camp, just just look forward to see how these rookies shake out again. You know, we've seen good plays from Drew Sanders and Mim. So uh, that's encouraging um, to see for this team for sure. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to say goodbye to Blake. Thank you very much. going to say uh, goodbye to Mike He's coming in with the great, uh, great podcast, Tom and Ron. So, yep. Thank you, everybody, for the support. Thank you for being here. Uh, yeah. And have a nice weekend. So. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to end the show and just say, go Broncos. Go Broncos.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.